We continue to mock the 2012 NBA draft, and we're heading down the home stretch of the lottery portion. We're through nine picks now, and on the clock with number 10, the New Orleans Hornets. Let's go back up to the top of the board and see how this draft is unplayed so far. And uh, Sean Kelly, who's with us now, took Anthony Davis with the best uh, no-brainer pick of the draft so far, the power forward out of Kentucky. But after that, the plateau starts, and that's when it starts getting interesting with Charlotte at number two, taking Thomas Robinson, the forward from Kansas. Then Michael Kidd-Gilchrist of Kentucky goes to the Wizards. Harrison Barnes of North Carolina to Cleveland. Bradley Beal, the guard from Florida goes to Sacramento. Oakland's own Damian Lillard, the point guard from Weber State, ends up in Portland. And this is before the latest news came out about Jaron Sollinger of Ohio State. Tom Tolbert of KMBR uh, selected Sollinger as the Warriors pick at number seven. Dion Waiters, the uh, guard from Syracuse, goes to eight. Andre Drummond, who slid in our mock draft, according to most people, went number nine at Detroit, the seven-foot center out of UConn. We have kept uh, the voice of the Hornets of Sean Kelly in a soundproof booth the last couple of weeks here so that he was uh, unaware of what's, what's been going on in our draft. Uh, Sean, I, I guess Drummond sliding is the real uh, story of this particular mock draft. I, I'll be really surprised if he's on the board for Detroit at number nine. I will be, too. You know, you're talking about a quality center. You know, he's a true seven-footer, there's no doubt. And he's already, unlike some of the other bigger guys in this draft, has kind of bulked out his frame a bit. He's pushing 280 pounds. Uh, I don't think that even though at the age of 18 or so that he's as raw as some of the other guys that play his position that, that are going to be found, I think, later on on the board. But it's interesting because um, of Portland's, uh, excuse me, uh, with the Drummond and UConn and, and, and the situation that's come out of UConn over the years as far as how players have fit in or not fit in, and Emeka Okafor certainly falls into that category as well. So uh, it, that that may provide a little bit of an X factor to say, okay, how ready is he and, and, uh, and how will his game translate to the NBA level? That's the only thing that I can say that would be something that would move him around wildly in the first, well, in the lottery picks at least. Sean, you mentioned Emeka Okafor, so I'll ask you. There's been the rumors of a, of a trade that's happening between the uh, Wizards and the Hornets with Okafor going east. Uh, any surprise there? Uh, a little bit, a little bit, because I, I guess I just wasn't expecting it or anything like this to happen. You know, a week out from the the June 28th NBA draft. So, uh, you know, I certainly uh, can't say that I'm not surprised that Dell Demps and his staff, you know. We're looking to move Ameka Okafor and and specifically his contract. I'm just a little surprised that it happened in this fashion because I thought at some point there uh, there was going to be a way to alleviate uh, yourself of that contract via some of the new stuff that we saw in the CBA. But this is a trade that I think that makes sense for the Hornets and uh, and I would be stunned. And just speaking for me here, that uh, I would be stunned if Richard Lewis ever saw himself in the New Orleans Hornets uniform come October for training camp. So. I think this this move, uh, while you hate to lose a starting forward uh, like Trevor Ariza, I think it's it's the necessary piece in order to really free yourself up uh, financially for free agency, perhaps this summer or perhaps in the near future, being the first you know in the next two free agency periods, uh, and certainly that also gets you that 46 pick. So maybe there's something they're seeing in, in draft workouts and whatnot that would would indicate that the Hornets would like to have one more pick in this summer's draft, or at least another piece that they can move in a draft night trade type scenario. 
Dale Demps has shown himself to be uh, somewhat creative. He comes up with some interesting deals. He does, and I think he's patient too. And and, and that's um, I think it's a real high quality in a market such as ours. And uh, it also allows you to to wait for that right deal. And and certainly here, I I you know, was a little surprised that that Washington would be wanting to be in this position uh, at this point. But I guess they see something in Okafor and Ariza that maybe they can instantly add to their young core. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out, but the deal is done, so we'll we'll see how it plays into what we're all talking about now, which is this upcoming draft. Sean, with two picks in the top ten, the Hornets have a certain amount of control, but but at this point, uh, what type of player, what players do you think will be there uh, awaiting the Hornets at number ten? Well, I think that certainly there is, there are still a couple of shooting guards that are out there. Even though, uh, you know, Waiters uh, is gone, I, I was really high on the point guard, you know, that you all know from out west there in, in Lillard. And so uh, certainly I would have loved for a couple of those guys maybe to slide a little bit here. Um, but from from the rest of the board, I guess, you 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 could think that the Hornets could choose big, uh, something to go next to Davis. Although I think that there are some variables with some of the guys that are just a little tough to get your arms around. Zeller's an interesting guy. I don't think he'll be in the top ten, but I think he's worthy of being a lottery pick. I think the uh, the other kid from Kentucky, Terrence Jones, many many people don't talk about him a whole lot. Uh, he's six ten also. So uh, those things are out there. I think that also now with this trade with the Wizards, the Hornets may be looking to do something that will help them bolster things at the uh, at the three spot. And and I'm hearing talk that Alpha Rukamino is making major strides this offseason in developing as an NBA player, but I, I would have to be uh, I would have to be honest in our conversation here to say that I don't know if the Hornets are ready to make him a starter at this point. So there may be something in the works, whether it be with the tenth pick if the right situation is there or uh, via free agency, something along those lines of, of going after uh, a three, maybe a veteran three at this point. So those are those are out there. And then, of course, the Eric Gordon thing. I know I'm rambling on this because I keep running into topics on my list here, but uh, the Eric Gordon situation is interesting. You may draft a shooting guard here because the restricted free agency uh, circle that surrounds Eric Gordon may not work out in your favor, So, or, the, or to your liking, I should say. So, you know, you've got a couple of spots, certainly when you are – a team that finished uh, as far down the standings as the Hornets did, uh, you, you've got spots that you can fill in and therefore have options. Boy, no, uh, shortage, of, no shortage of storylines for you, huh? It's been plenty, and it, and it seems the more I think about it, and it usually happens this time of year after I've had a little break from the season, that I can kind of re-engage and, and sit there and, and try and figure out how this is all going to go together. The exciting part, of course, is, is what would happen with Anthony Davis and how you go from there, but then again... Um, I don't know how it could be more exciting than new ownership too, which we've been experiencing now that that deal's been closed. So uh, it's been, you know, it seems that I haven't had a normal off season with the New Orleans Hornets franchise yet, and <laughs> in most ways that's a good thing. Uh, but we'll see how this one eventually pans out. All right, Sean. So at number ten, with the uh, draft unveiling the way it has here for us in our 2012 NBA mock draft, uh, where would the Hornets go? All right, well, we'll say this. Unless some uh, fantastic uh, trade scenario or offer is made to Dell Dempson and their staff, the New Orleans Hornets with the 10th overall pick select Austin Rivers, shooting guard from Ooh. Duke University. Boy, Tom, and there you go. You just added another storyline right there. 
no doubt. Uh, this, this, of course, layers into the the Gordon situation. It layers into the the uh, the fact that uh, Monty Williams and Rivers have a relationship, and uh, certainly can't deny the fact that this this uh, young man comes from an NBA family and and the whole nine yards. So <laughs> you can just you can layer it in, like I said. So at the moment, the way that uh, I have worked with you all in this mock draft, we've gone after. Uh, a big who we're not sure exactly where he plays in the NBA just yet, and now a shooting guard uh, when apparently the Hornets would already have a premier scorer at the two in Eric Gordon, but then again, you you don't know how that's going to play out. Exactly. A little insurance, and you can never have enough guys that can come off the bench and, and fill it up for you. He shot 47% uh, in his college career, and as we've seen with both uh, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, there is something to having a, a, a pedigree per se, it just seems that those guys are better suited for the mental aspect of the NBA game. Uh, neither Steph nor Clay were really phased by the NBA life, and I think their dads prepared them for that. I, and I certainly see that as a major plus for Rivers as well. You know, and, and we've seen him hit some clutch shots even in his very short time at Duke. It's interesting, though, Tim, that you're looking at uh, picks 1 and 10 here for the New Orleans Hornets. Uh, both being at the age of 19 years old. And uh, that, to me, is uh, cause for pause there, I guess, as they say. Yeah, that's well, that's the way the NBA is these days. You know, we just keep getting younger and younger as a league. And, and uh, I think it takes guys a few years to, you know, to get into their rhythm. And, uh, you know, you can look at LeBron James and how many years he's played in the league, and he's still, what, mid-20s? No so, doubt, you yeah. throw Kevin Durant there. You're right. This is the this is the league, and this is as such. And and uh, and uh, and I will enjoy. I think much like I did with Chris Paul, watching uh, what I think are two very good players uh, develop in those first couple of years. Sean Kelly, as always, we appreciate your time for Warriors Radio and Warriors.com. Thanks, guys. Have a great draft week. Sean Kelly, the voice of the Hornets. We continue to mock the 2012 NBA draft. We're through ten picks. And we have four picks left to go to get us through the lottery. Next up on the clock, the return visit of the Portland Trailblazers with selection number 11. I, Tim Roy, for Warriors.com.